Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 329 of the podcast with my wonderful Boy of Summer guest and Voyage to the Stars podcast co-star Colton Dunn. Voyage to the Stars is our uh, improvised slash scripted uh, space adventure comedy podcast. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts. We are on it with our fabulous co-stars Felicia Day and Steve Berg. And uh, we, uh, Colton and I are getting together to chat about this and that, um, in part celebrating the fact that we'll be doing a season two with our new uh, addition to the cast, Kirsten Vangsness from Criminal Minds. So it's going to be really fun. Check that out. Enjoy this episode i find colton to be a delightful human being and speaking of delightful human beings irene uh sent me a beautiful email that i am long overdue in uh thanking her for so thank you thank you thank you irene please know that uh the delay in acknowledging it is no reflection on my appreciation okay guys enjoy the episode Pretty much it. Wow, cool. I do this voice for this podcast. I do kind of a, I'm just about to let out a huge gasp of air. It's kind of a character I do. I guess I didn't warn you about that. No, that's cool. <laughs> Would it warn me about what? This totally normal voice that you have. What if that were true? Oh, I, I like know. walked you through a handful of things and then I just had a really insufferable voice that I used <laughs> and you just had to get used to it. You could roll with it. I try. You got you got what it takes. I got the chops. Um, thank you for coming over. We're sitting side by side on a couch. Oh yeah. Usually I sit on the floor. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been having some neck problems, mm. and I realized why well, am I gonna put myself through that kind of torture? Yeah, you don't need to do that. Right you have here. a couch. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Well, I'd like your you to neck. tell me because that's Something's what wrong this with your is. Neck. Yeah, fair enough. That is what's going on. So I'm not gonna kvetch about that. Okay. I've now said two words I hardly ever say. Bubbalo was one of them. <laughs> oh, yes. You have to listen to the Wolverine ad to hear that one. That's called cross-promotion right there. Uh, what is going on? How's your summer treating you? You're wearing a Voyage to the Star shirt, and I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, well, I wear this shirt almost every day. Um, <laughs> that's a great That's shirt. how good my summer's going. Uh, summer's going great. Yeah, I can't complain. Uh, Enjoying the weather. Uh, took a little trip uh, with my daughter out to see uh, my uh, where I grew up in uh, oh, St. Nice. Paul, Minnesota. And, uh, uh, perfect segue since I talk to people about their teenage years. Oh, cool. How yeah. gross and perfect is that? That's pretty nasty. I don't want to assume that the only reason you went there was to have the segue for this podcast. That's the only reason I went on the trip. I knew it. God, I'm, <laughs> Im- God, I'm important to you. Yes. God, I'm important to you. Uh, Minnesota. Yes. You grew up in Minnesota. And had your daughter ever been out, out this there? This was her first time there. Nice. And yeah. how old's your daughter? She's three. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so how? I wonder how much she'll remember. You can probably take her back a couple more times. And yeah, I'll probably like, take her back a few more times. Familiar. I don't know if she'll remember anything about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I took her to like where I went to school and to the old park that I used to play play at and stuff like that. That's so cool. Uh, is your, do you saw a family there? I do. My mom still lives there, yeah. Right on. Do you have siblings? Uh, I have a stepbrother, a stepsister, and a half-brother. Okay. Listen, there's so many blended families these days. Blended up. I kind of always thought maybe I would end up with them because I'm an only child and both my parents uh, are foxy. But uh, when they, <laughs> And they split up when I was really young and neither one of them ever remarried. Oh, well. 
Because they're smart. And if my dad has other children, he has not told me. <laughs> but that's what 23andMe is for. Yeah, from exactly. From what I understand. Have did you, you done you, that? Uh, I've done uh, the ancestry one. Okay. Yeah. Is it is that the way? I don't know what the differences are. There's ones that I know can test you for diseases. I have no interest in that. Oh, well, you can do, you can take all, they give you the raw data from your genetic profile, and you can put that into any disease testing thing. Gotcha. That'll tell you that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It was one of those things where, like, with a lot of apps and stuff, like, I get really into it for like a week, uh-huh. and then I never look at it again. So uh-huh. that's kind of how this was. I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Oh, cool. Look at this. These are my cousin's stuff. And now I probably haven't opened up the app in like a year. And so it, there wasn't a, a kind of oh moment where you were like, my, oh, oh my God, I've been connected with my no insert. No, oh, and I think fear. I think what what ended it was for me was that somebody sent me a message was like, "Oh my goodness, you're on Superstore and we're second cousins." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, I'm done <laughs> looking at this app. <laughs> listen, Give me some I money." Got, yeah, I was going to say, "Listen, I got some I got some great <laughs> yet tragic things that I need you to help me with." Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't done it yet and uh and my dad has now done it, and for some reason, once he did it, I kind of felt even more like I didn't need to. I was like, no, that's... You got like, most of the story, like there. half the information that I would get. There you go. Yeah. And then my aunt, my mom's sister, is huge into, like, family trees and genealogy, so no. I already have... So she's got it all there. She's got so much of it there. Well, then you don't need to do it. Did it does it tell you, does it take you back to, like... This is the. These are some of the countries of origin that's. That oh, for various. sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it shows you like all the countries of origin and like kind of the, the paths that your ancestors must have taken. Next um, trip with your daughter. That's right. Every yep. single We're going one to Cameroon. Of those <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, perhaps this. I, listen, this is. I, I don't know if I'm proud of this or if I'm ashamed by this, but. Uh, over the weekend, I was at Clusterfest, and I was just uh, there was a lot of walking involved. The San Francisco love to sure. walk, great yeah, city for great that. Time. But I passed by a place called the Eritrean Community Center, and I turned to Brandon and said, "What's the Eritrean like? What what is what is Eritrean?" And he said, "Well, Eritrea is a, com- a country in Africa." And I, I said, "I've never, I've never Eritrean? Eritrea." E-R-E-T-R-E-A, I think. Okay. Um, so we started doing a little research, and I found out that I had precious little knowledge of many African countries. So I took oh, it yeah. upon myself to memorize all of them. Oh, no. <laughs> the reason I, they said that is because Cameroon, right in there in the wow. seas, along with Comoros. There are a lot of countries that I that I had not heard of, um, and, and one of them is uh, called Mauritius, and it is quite large and is in like Mauritius? Central Africa. I feel like I knew a guy named Mauritius. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Okay, so Mauritius, then of course I where, run where into Fred Armisen and he rattles almost all. He of knows them all off. of them. Well, He's just yeah. like, well, what about? He's a madman. I was man. like, you are an insane <laughs> motherfucker yeah. in the best way. So Mauritius is in the, somewhere in the middle of Africa. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. There's a lot I got still to learn. Mostly, I just know yeah. the names now. That's good. Well, hey, that was I I, you mean... know it's it's good that you took that upon yourself to go. You know what? I want to change this. Or fill this void in my, you know, sort of knowledge. Evidently, it was a vo- it was a void I didn't even know I had. So there was just it was a wild ride this weekend. Wow. Also, there were some comedy shows I barely remember it because I was so focused on. You're focused on learning the African countries. So you've me- have you memorized all the African countries? Yeah, we're not going to go through it right now. But how many are there? I don't know. I I, I actually didn't count, but uh, oh. I mean, I started counting, but I was walking, and so I was counting on my fingers, so I oh, lost wow. track. Man. 
I mean, um, there's got to be a lot. There is a lot. I mean, I'll tell you this. Two A's. I can't believe I'm going on this much of a tangent. Two A's, four B's, I think five C's, no D's, f- at least five E's, no F's, I think six or seven G's, no, uh, no H's, no I's. Oh, there is a D. Sorry, Djibouti. You can see why I would forget that because the D is sort of silent. But it is a pretty funny it's name. It's a great name. Um, I don't know. Where are we in? Where are we in the in the adding up? Uh, uh, I think there's the G's. You K, said no only I's. Only one K, Kenya. Uh, L, three L's. M. I think there's eight M's. Uh, three N's. I could just be making all this up. I, I didn't expect to go off on this Cameroon-based <laughs> tangent, but when you said it, it like turned on my brain, and I suddenly remembered the the hell I put myself through over the weekend. Remember well, I'm impressed. That, that was impressive. Oh, thanks, guys. This has been the JV Club podcast. It's a quick 10-minuter oh, this time. There we go. I hey, guys. So good. A little bit about Colton. <laughs> a lot about little, what you just learned. Precious little. <laughs> Uh, what was your, what was your, um, high school like? Did you, was that a place that you kind of grew up, uh, and stayed or did you move around? No, I was in the same high school for all four years. Uh, St. Paul Central High School in, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And, uh, our mascot was the Minutemen. Our mascot was Garrison Keeler. Does anyone ever say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would, what a bummer mascot for your high school. <laughs> what a soft-spoken... Mm. Oh, now Here's somewhat controversial of, yeah. mascot. Yeah, he got controversial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was a cool school. It was a uh, it was it was one of the bigger high schools in uh, St. Paul, and uh, it was a uh, you know its whole thing is that it kind of kind of looked like a prison, kind of mm-hmm. you know, looked very prisony. Uh, the thing there was always that they had like these fences around the school and barbed wire. But the barbed wire faced inwards. That is very prison. Yeah, yeah. That is like protecting. It's like keeping, it's keeping us people from getting in. out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but um, you know, and the, another thing is they, and I, you know, I don't know if this is still how it is, but they had magnet locked doors, so you could only go in and out through the main front doors. The other doors were locked by magnet. That sounds you like super open them stuff. Up, uh, unless you one, there was a fire alarm, or two, if you just kicked it like over and over and over again and just wore down the integrity of the magnet then you could then you could get it open what uh was it was it like that for a reason was there were there dust ups and stuff or was it sort of i mean it was a big school there were a few dust ups i mean uh, you know it was a you know it it is a city um you know there was i believe i want to say there was like five floors like the basement floor then one two and three and four and it was very much kind of split you had like the bottom two floors were, uh, you know, a lot of minorities, uh, maybe a lot of classes, you know, that weren't, you know, just kind of getting them through the pro school and out. And then the top two floors were like the college prep classes and all the gifted and talented and all that kind of stuff. What a weird, like, that they were like, listen, we need this to physically also represent what's going on It here. was pretty weird. It was pretty weird that they did that, yeah. Um, and then in the basement, they had like the the the... Uh, you know the multimedia and uh, and the acting classes, and that's what I was in. I was and in the ghosts and the, and all of the ghosts, and also the daycare for the kids who had kids. Oh, okay. God, it was a big school. It was a big I don't school. know. I'm as a, I'm 
yeah, because we, I, I come from a, a fair, I mean, it was just a public school in the middle of Arizona. So, and it, and it also, after I left, it became much more of a lockdown yeah. school. But I don't, th- I'm not aware that there was a daycare. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was 3,000. That's really cool. Or something like that. I mean, that's a really cool option to even have. I don't even, I just don't even think young moms, like I had a friend who dropped out because she got pregnant and I, I certainly don't remember anyone offering her the option of still coming and, you know, being able to drop her kid off. Oh no. Yeah. No, they had daycare there. Nice. Also in the basement. No, not a fan of that. Not a fan of the basement. But uh, it was a nice basement. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like. Dirty. Yeah. I'm, it I'm, like, it's not a dungeon. <laughs> it wasn't like the Baba Duke basement. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, were you a good student? What floors were you on the most? Um, well, you were in the theater, so that was downstairs. So that was downstairs. Um, I mean, I was a. I, I can't really say I was a good student. Um, I I did all right, uh, but I got really into uh, acting, sort of my you know <laughs> junior year, and. Once once I did that, then everything else just kind of like suffered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I pretty much just got by by just being like a nice guy that the teachers liked. So uh-huh. they didn't care that I was not doing any of the work. <laughs> um, so I had like a few classes where they were like, you know, if it was like a really mean teacher or a teacher who was doing their job. They'd be like, well, no, I'm not going to pass you just because right. you're a nice person. Right. But then there were other teachers that were like, oh, whatever, dude. Just, you know what, man, can you just write a paper about why you, you know, like to act and then I'll give you an A or something like that, Uh you know. Um, So, you know, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great, uh, but I always kept like a C average um, for the most part. And uh, how did you what what kind of locked in your interest in theater for you? Was there anything specific or did it just kind of I mean, I just really loved to do it. Uh, Had you done it before up till high school? I I had I had done like a few things before, uh, in junior high I was in this I was in Aesop's Fables a musical circus. Did you play an animal? I played a clown. Uh, I played Eggy the clown. There was a, everybody else was animals, but I was a, I was a clown. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the clown parable. Yeah, I don't know. I was an Eggy the clown, and I juggled. So I had to learn how to juggle. I've never um, learned how to juggle. I was a theater major. So many people have tried to teach me how to. Oh juggle. yeah, I mean I can juggle a little bit. I can't really do it too well anymore, but um. And in doing that, I would, there was a couple days a week where we had shows, I think on Thursday and Friday, so I'd get to leave school and just get on the bus and and go to downtown St. Paul and do a show. Oh, wow. And so I think that's, you know, where I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this. This is cool. Someone Um, thinks this is important enough for me to miss school, mm -hmm. yet I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. What kind of crazy treasure trove have I come across? Yeah, it was great. And so I did that, and then I got into doing improv in high school Nice with uh, a company called Comedy Sports uh, that had a high school league. Uh, And so between that and then being in the acting program, and, and the program there was like they... We didn't do like uh, we didn't do other people's plays. What uh, every year, what the the course was is that we wrote a play, and it would be about like stuff that was going on in our lives, you know. So it had a lot to do with like racism and yeah. sexism, you know, stuff like that. And then like me and you know a couple other people who would just like to do comedy stuff would like be the sort of the comedy parts of those shows the aesopian clowns if you will the aesopian clowns uh-huh. yes and uh and then and and again we would tour that show around to the other public schools so about halfway through the school year 
I would get pulled out, you know, a couple days a week to go do a show at another high school. God, that yeah, that was not something that that would take up so much time. I mean, it did. I don't know, like I wouldn't I don't know how I would track other classes if I was gone all the time either. Yeah, no, most of the acting students didn't. <laughs> um, did you do like um like peer awareness stuff at other schools? Like was that the kind of show you would do where cuz I do remember that. I remember People you mean like don't bully other kids yeah. and stuff? Oh yeah, some we definitely acting, did stuff some scene like that. Work and don't don't buy drugs from people. Yeah, I mean we didn't do so much don't buy drugs from people because people were all doing drugs, but um, <laughs> but a lot of like no don't bully and you know I you know this guy thinks he's gay and um, you know this girl is pregnant you know like a lot of like stuff like that where. You know, just very like high stuff. The, the lady who taught it, she was an amazing teacher named Jan Mandel, and she uh, she just really pushed all the kids to like really work with, you know, um, uh, the diversity is our strength, and how do we celebrate everybody's differences and stuff like that. Um, it seems you know. like it would be hard for a whole class to collectively write a play. Uh, I mean, I think it would be, yeah, <laughs> it would be, um, you know, but I think what, what it was, is it was very much like a workshop thing where it'd be like, okay, everybody's going to write like, you know, write like everyone write like a monologue about maybe something they're going through and maybe like two of those monologues, they'd be like, okay, we're going to do that now. Everybody kind of write some scenes about some stuff and then maybe two of those scenes would, and then it would just kind of put it all together and, you know, then she'd bring in other artists from the community to come in and, you know, maybe it's a musician who kind of comes up like with a little song that is sort of the theme song throughout the show that we keep going back to. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was very, it was, you know, it was pretty cool. Was I wonder cool. if they're still doing that. Uh, I, I hope so. I really, I hope that they're still doing that. I know she's not teaching at the school anymore, but I, I sure hope that the the theater program's still going. That's really empowering. The idea of of, of creating your own material, I think, is something that I really would have. Like it would have boosted my confidence doing th things like writing and directing, like all that yeah. kind of stuff beyond just taking words and memorizing them and then doing them. Oh, yeah. Stage, I mean, I never did. I, I did. I did plays in theater companies outside of high school, but in high school, I never did like, a, you know, like a high school, you know, production of Rent right. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the theater sports uh, stuff you were doing, that was kind of you were meeting high, other high school kids from all <clears throat> up from from elsewhere in St. Paul. Sort of, yeah. We, well, the way it started is uh, they the league was in each school. Each so each school had a team. So uh, you know, I auditioned for it and got put on the team, but um, the rehearsals for it were the same time as basketball, and I was on the basketball team. And so I quit the basketball team to do this. And then basically every weekend we would have shows in Minneapolis. So we'd, we'd rehearse during the week. And the weekend there'd be shows in Minneapolis where we'd go up against other high schools uh, and, uh, and play. And how close are, I'm sorry that I don't know this, but Minneapolis and St. Paul, how close are they? Oh, they're very close. I mean, it's just the river in between uh, the the Mississippi River. So there are two cities on either side of the river. Is there a sense of rivalry and or just blanket statements that one city would make about the other? I ask that because oh, I just listened sure. to a Kansas City Mo versus Kansas City K kind of thing. Definitely. Where, you know, there's like a blank, like, oh, they're snobs. Oh, they're mean or they're whatever. Oh, sure. I mean, Minneapolis... It would people from Minneapolis definitely think that their city is much better than St. Paul, uh, that they're, you know, they're a real city. Uh, 
St. Paul would probably think, yeah, like Minneapolis is a little uppity and like, you know, it's they take themselves a little too seriously. And St. Paul's a, a much prettier city. These are what I would imagine people. Right. Say. <laughs> um, I never really got into that too much. I mean, maybe a little bit in, in you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, Minneapolis, whatever. But I loved them. I loved them both. You know, I think they're great. And even just going back, it's like I, it's it to me, it's all just one place. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not really. Uh, I don't really see the difference between the two. Yeah, that's. What, I mean, that's certainly what I imagine. I'm quite bummed that I haven't. I just haven't spent that much time up there. I've been to Wisconsin, and I thought that I was going to be in Madison, and then it turned out I was just in some like water park resort that was so far from Madison. I didn't even really mm, get a Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Dells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been in the Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> yeah. Did you ride the ducks? I've talked about this, I think maybe once before, but I was there in the winter. Oh, and no. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I took, so I flew into wherever I flew into and then was picked up and taken to the, the Dells. So I just like huddled out of the car with like the freezing wind. There was snow on the ground. I walked in, my teeth chatting, I'd like to check in, please. And then behind me, ding, the hotel uh, elevator doors open and two children came out screaming in bathing suits, soaking wet. And I was like, like it was so, it was so jarring. Yeah, it's a whole indoor water park. Oh my God. So it's hot and it smells like chlorine just immediately. Oh, that sounds awesome. It was, it was, de- it's definitely a trip and it's very much like a huge highlight. And you I got a super bug there and. I probably yeah. did. I probably <laughs> did. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I don't know how to fix mornings for myself. (laughs) I do not know how to make mornings okay for myself. So the t-shirt, I don't do mornings, isn't even a funny shirt. I shouldn't get it for you. It's sad. It's a sad shirt. Yeah, it's a sad shirt with tears flowing. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The comedy sports thing, was that more short form, like sort of game? game Definitely, yeah. It's short form. Comedy sports is uh, two teams of athletes. You cool with that? I mean, I guess I have to be. (laughs) Uh, So two teams of athletes go head to head uh, and they play short form improv games based off of audience suggestions. So maybe one team will get up and do a scene of forward reverse and then the next team will get up and do a game of dime store novel. And then the audience will vote which one they think is so funnier. So it really is a com- like a more competitive. It's definitely competitive. Oh, I yeah. Be, I think I would take that poorly. Oh, yeah. No, I loved it. We won. We won every year that I was uh, that I was in it. Through the whole, like, you won from the entire kind of We region. beat everybody. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it was, it was yeah. me and uh, Nick Swartzen, who's also Oh, my comedian. God, really? And, yeah. Holy shit. And, uh, and then a couple other people. That's great. Did you have certain games that you felt like you're like, listen, I really can flex my oh yeah five things man five things was a game where you had to use gibberish and mime to get somebody to guess stuff and i was really good at that oh wait it just give me a little more information because i don't think i've ever played that uh okay so five things i mean you know it would be sort of like um 
you know, it's sort of like kind of like the, the a celebrity, which we, I'm sure you've played. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you're trying to get somebody to guess. You might say, uh, okay, let me get an activity. Uh, bowling. Okay. So the person is bowling, but instead of a bowling ball, they're using what? A uh, pig's head. Okay. They're using a pig's head. And the pins aren't pins. They're, uh, you know, what famous group of people? Okay. Oh, you're asking me yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Uh, does it have to be the amount of people that are in the amount of bowling pins? No, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. The cast of Lost. The cast of Lost is the bowling pins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the bowling alley is not like at a you know traditional bowling alley location. What location is this bowling alley happening? Well, I would say the Wisconsin Dells, but I guess that's pretty normal. You like say in a water park. Like it's a wet it just, situation. It's, it's in a water park? Okay, yeah. great. So you'd get five things like that. And then the person you you would have sent somebody out of the room. You bring them back in the room, and the other the team their team members have to get them to guess what they're doing, but only using mime and gibberish. Okay. So first you'd get them to you know you'd use mime and gibberish to get them to guess that they're bowling. Yeah. And then somebody would come in and they would take the ball and they would throw it away, and then they would mime a pig coming out and cutting off its head. <laughs> and, Giving them the head of a pig. It and would mind like, the oh, ritual I'm, sacrifice. Okay, yeah. Of, yeah. And then they go, okay, all these pins, those aren't pins. And, you know, that's actually the cast of <laughs> smoke monster. You know how yeah. they're going to do that. And then, uh, and then, you know, make sure that they know that they're at a water park. And the person guesses at the so end. So you completely slay with like party games like this. Oh, I crush it. And do you stand up and say, pardon me, I've been trained. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I can't wait to do it. How charming. <laughs> I charming cannot guess. wait to do that. <laughs> um, so you just, okay, so you had your own team of your high school mates, mm-hmm. and then you would compete against other Other schools. teams, yeah. Were, what was, how did your, did your dating life kind of factor in? into if you had one factor into the kind I mean, of I didn't really have a dating one, yeah. life yeah you okay. know because I was like so into I was so into like comedy and doing that stuff so I just did like I, I didn't have a girlfriend until I left high school I got that's when I had my first I first started dating somebody yeah uh, but in high school I was just like never were you sh- but so, so it wasn't a shy shyness thing or it really was just kind of like I'm I mean, very there, focused. Sure there had on. to be an element of, of shyness that it was just like easier to not do that. than yeah. to Just focus on, you know, uh, being funny and having fun and, you know, hanging out with people. But it's like, in the you know, because of because I was like I literally just stayed in the theater classroom. So I would go out every once in a while to other classes, but I didn't really hang out with other people. I was also totally sober in, in high school because um, I was in another touring theater company, similar time, that would go out every once in a while and do sort of more like... Like, oh, I don't feel so good. What's, yeah, what did I'm I... Odine, yeah. Like I did... <laughs> I did this group. They were called Schizos. No, I'm not lying. The skits were called Schizos. No, the group was called Schizos. (laughs) And they they ended up having to, they ended up changing the name because they got like, somebody reached out and was like, hey, that's kind of offensive that you call yourself Schizos. Yeah. Um, So I forget what they changed their names to. But um, uh, while I was in it, it was called Schizos. (laughs) And uh, you had to sign an agreement that you wouldn't do, uh, you know, you wouldn't drink and you wouldn't do drugs. And you took that seriously. And I took it seriously. Do you feel that everybody else did as well, or were there people who were like, hmm, listen, I signed this Um, thing? I mean, I think maybe some other people uh, didn't take it seriously, but, uh, you know, again, it was like, I, like, very much didn't, wasn't concerned with what other people were doing when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. And rare. I mean, yeah. I feel like I've, what I, what I think has come up over so many 
300-ish of these episodes is just how frequently there's like either a sense of profound insecurity and wanting to look around to see what everyone else is doing or like the freest you ever feel in your life for some people because you're just like, I don't give a shit. I was wearing, you know, I wore a paper bag and I thought I was so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Or in my case, I think like a really weird balance of both where there were some things that I was just like, fuck you to the world about and kind of wish I had now. And then there were other things that I cared so deeply about that involved other people's opinions that I'm so glad to be rid of. But I don't know where, I don't know why some things I was like, super cool about and some things i wasn't i have no idea what created that like combination yeah me either but there you were just being a badass out there like, just doing a being a what? badass but i mean I, you know nobody thought i was a badass everybody thought i was a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> because you were gone all the time because i was gone all the time mystique. but you know i also like you know like i did you quit the basketball team i quit the basketball team but like you know, I was just kind of weird. Like I, I one did so they had a dress up day for school, uh, and it was meant for dress up day to be like dress up in like a suit, you know, something like oh, nice like that. Well, I I got a power the red Power Rangers outfit and I wore that to school. Great. And I was like, woo! I, they said dress up. They didn't say you can't dress up like this, uh-huh. you know. And people were just like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but uh. But yeah, you know, I think it also probably just had to do with my mom. Like my mom was like, sure, that sounds funny. You know, like she didn't, yeah. uh, she was never like, oh, well, you know, what do you think other people are going to think? Like there was never that kind of yeah. instilled in me of like, oh no, what, you know, what do you think other people are going to think? It was always like, oh, that's silly, Colton. Why don't you try to do it? That's cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel like my, yeah, my dad was definitely more, I, I, I certainly didn't have the experience of having parents who were like, I'm sorry, you're planning to do what? Yeah. Like there was definitely just sort of a like I guess when you're a teacher, you're not really making a living anyway. So yeah. you're not like, Well, you'll starve if you, you know, want to exactly. be an actor. You're like, Yeah, it's a, probably about commensurate. Like yeah. you'll probably end up doing about the same thing. Yeah. But I still kind of felt guilty that I wasn't and I still do sometimes feel guilty that I'm not like I like sort of teaching or imparting or anything that I can do that kind of facilitates that same sort of like yeah. if I made your life a little better. So is that your parents were teachers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mom teachers. was a teacher. Yeah. Oh, nice. What uh, what grade did she teach? Well, she taught uh, autistic kids. She's a, a autism specialist at this point. But uh, yeah. That's amazing. That's hard work. Yeah, it was hard work. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as a person who has very, you know, was autism very, very close to me and the family and stuff. And those are people special, any kind of special needs teachers. Yeah. Like Steve Berg's wife. Um, yeah, are out right. there uh, doing great work, and I wish that there was all the money and uh, yeah, all, you know all the funding and all that kind of stuff. For sure. What uh, what music were you into? Uh, I rap. Mm-hmm. I liked hip hop and rap. That was pretty much it. Did you ever really write it. your own raps? Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really felt like that could go either way. The way you asked was just incredulous enough that it could go either way. Like raps? No. What are you crazy? Yeah, I think one of my raps was uh, chilling at the petting zoo. Moo, moo, moo. Chilling at the petting zoo. How about you? (laughs) That was was a rap. Were you, may I ask, chilling at a petting zoo when you... No, we were just... I I think it it was just the... We thought petting zoos were so like (laughs) weak and we were like, what if we made a rap about petting zoos? (laughs) 
Because that's not weak. Yeah. That's not weak. <laughs> oh my god, I'm laughing as if I didn't like write a a parody of Simon and Garfunkel's "Feeling Groovy" called "Feeling Groggy" when I was <laughs> in grade school and junior high. I for sure expected to be the next Weird Al. Oh, that's hilarious. For five minutes, and then I realized that's that pretty, wasn't going to happen. Well, for graduation, uh, Nick and I performed. Um, gosh, I don't even remember how all these songs went. But they were all like, we did like a medley of TV show songs that we put stuff uh, from our school in. Uh-huh. Yeah, you so did. So it's like, you know, uh, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have Central, Central, <laughs> you know, like stuff, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, um, that's satisfying. Mm-hmm. That's what you, you learn very early, that people really enjoy a shout out. They oh yeah! Enjoy anything where you can fold in something that feels personally meaningful yeah, on whatever just level. Be kind of organic or anything. Yeah. It just has to be jammed <laughs> in there, and they're like, "All right." <laughs> he loves me in this. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and so, and did you sort of dress in a hip hop type manner of when you weren't wearing your Power Rangers suit? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know. Um, I definitely, I, you know, I definitely went through, and and I, I still am pretty much exactly the same. Where like I find something that I like to wear, and then I buy a bunch of those things, or I wear a bunch of those things, and then one day I'll be like, I don't like that anymore, <laughs> and then I'll just, and I'll be like, oh, but this is cool, and then I, that's all I wear. So you have a um, uniform almost. Kind of, yeah, 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 and I and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, um, and so I kind of was going through that. So probably the first, like first, definitely first year of high school. Uh, and into my uh, uh, sophomore year, uh, I only wore Michael Jordan t-shirts. Okay. Only Michael How Jordan t-shirts. How many different ones did you have? I probably had 12 Michael Jordan t-shirts. That's impressive. I had a lot. Uh, and How many do you think are out there that you didn't have? You mean like type, like prints of Michael Jordan t-shirts? Oh, hundreds. I mean, there's right. thousands of Michael Jordan t-shirts. <laughs> um, I guess I'm wondering if you ever thought like someday... I'm gonna have them all. Have them all. I have <laughs> every single one. Uh, but my favorite one was a jersey that was actually like it was like the photograph of Michael Jordan on the jersey. <laughs> um, I thought that was so cool. How big um, was so? Was it like his whole body fit on the jersey? It was like probably his from his waist up. So it's almost like you have a small Michael Jordan. It was almost like there was right a little standing Michael right in front right of you all the time. <laughs> like, hey guys, Michael Jordan's with me. Oh, uh, did you ever get? Have you ever met Michael Jordan here? No, no, no. I don't, I, I don't want to brag, but here? I did a Hanes commercial with him. Oh, you know what? I heard about that. Yeah, I have a friend who did a Hanes commercial with Michael. Yeah, Jordan. they did a bunch of. They did like a whole series of them. Yeah, my friend Eric Price. Uh, did did a Hanes commercial? Might have I been might the same have campaign. Him. They definitely did a thing where when I got there, someone did say like, "Okay, so please don't make eye contact with Michael did Jordan the until same thing he makes Eric. eye contact with yeah. you." And you hear things like that, and you think like, "This guy is going to be such a jerk." Yeah. And then he was totally great. And then you walk away wondering like, is it because he's so he's like great, and so his his people think to set boundaries? And that's a boundary, or is like he enforcing that, or does he want? You know what I mean? Like, it'd be weird to be a pro. Like when uh, you're that famous, I'm sure you do just get approached endlessly. Yeah, I think it's to, to try to kind of screen that a little bit. Yeah, like because I'm sure you know uh, that there's people who would overdo it, right. you know, and be like, hey, you know? 
<laughs> so they just go, you know what? Just don't make eye contact with him. He makes eye contact with you. Yeah. But I, I do think that's a weird thing to do because it does make the person seem like they're fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, but very. And it makes it, you super self-conscious in yeah. a way that most of us probably like then behave even more oddly than yeah. if you. It's like it's like that. Tyler Perry. Oh yeah. Like have Is you that- ever heard when people work with Tyler Perry, they're told to call him Mr. Perry, refer to him as Mr. Perry and Sir. And stuff like that. And I think people are kind of like, what? Yeah. You know, that's a little weird. But, you know, it's also just like making sure that people don't try to like. I'm you your know, best friend. Try to push through you. the boundary so quickly. Yeah. You know? I think that makes sense. God, I, I really feel like I've missed out. Would you start calling me Ms. Varney from now on? Oh, uh, no. Hmm. Sorry, it's too late. Do you think Tyler Perry would be willing to call me Ms. Varney? I think so. Okay. I think so. Well, I've got a goal now. Thank God. <laughs> um, did you have uh, non-comedy things that you were a big fan of? Like, did you, you know, you quit basketball, but did you continue to be a sports fan and enjoy watching sports? And like, were those things, did you love going to the movies or watching SNL? Anything I mean, like that? yeah, I, I, it was all comedy, I think. Probably until I was 20... Maybe 28, 29. <laughs> I like only wanted to do comedy, see comedy, talk about comedy, do stuff that had to do with comedy. And like, and I liked music, but like, yeah, sports. I don't, you know, didn't, didn't follow sports, you know, didn't, you know, cooking or like learning how to cook for myself or any of that stuff didn't start until I would like got into my 30s, like yeah. any of that stuff. It was just all. All I cared about was comedy. God, that's amazing. Uh, oh, and I had one other thing I want to add. Yeah. Uh, then it was cross colors after Michael Jordan t-shirts. Oh, thank you. Okay. I constantly wearing cross colors. Okay. Head to toe, like solid, like orange pants with a bright red poncho. Yeah. Yeah. I just I wasn't expecting the word to be poncho after a bright red. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, a, would you wear? An, you would have something on underneath the poncho. Underneath the poncho, yeah, yeah. probably like a cross colors t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Uh, did you? What did? What? Where did you go to school? Uh, college. Did you go to uh, college? I went. I, I went to college uh, for two weeks mm-hmm. at the University of Minnesota. So you studied at the U of Min. U of Min. Yeah, and I was there for two weeks, and then I left and moved to New York. You can't see that. I do. I. I. I got to give it up for somebody who has that sort of drive and that kind of ambition and that and and that big of a fan. Of something that you're like, look, this is who I, this is what I want to do, because I absolutely did not have that at all. Oh yeah. Did you go? What, what happened when you went out to New York? Did you move out by yourself? Uh, I moved out with well, uh, with about three friends. All we all decided to move out, but I went out first uh, and got an apartment for uh, myself and this other guy. And then my other friend came out, uh, and he was doing the NYU film program, and we just you know started doing comedy out there. There was a comedy sports out there, so I played with those guys and. Uh, you know, did, did a lot of stand up back then and, you know, just tried to get into comedy, worked at video stores and did comedy. Oh, that was such a, I, I, if there's something I mourn about the death of the video store, it is like the culture of like the cool, weird movie fans who oh, yeah. have whatever the, the, their, the rest of their life is, is also somehow reflects back like, oh yeah, that makes sense that you work in a video store. Oh yeah. yeah Including it. my, my two sketch fest partners, Dave and Cole both worked at the video store yeah man and still bummer. have, he still, Cole still has that just like amazing arcane 
deep knowledge of just a tremendous amount of movie stuff. Yeah, I still have that up yeah. to up to a certain year. I can, you know, I can recommend the movie or know what it is that you're talking about. What if it's not funny? If it's not funny, then I, I would know about it then because I was, you know, I had to work at the yeah. video store. So like really great directors, like I worked at, the video stores I worked at were like specialty video stores. Yeah. Like uh, Kim's Video in New York or TLA Video, which is a video store out of Philly that opened in New York. But they're all like very like you have to like, the sections are split up by like director and like subgenres and all stuff like that. Yeah. Did you watch a lot? I'm assuming a lot of those those places get deep into foreign films too. Did you get into watching foreign films? Yeah, I watched. Yeah, definitely. I watched a lot of foreign films. I definitely. That was. There are so many things that at the time, I thought, like this is probably pretty unique. Like watching <laughs> a lot of foreign films as a college student. Like I think I really thought I was onto something. Yeah. And then I sort of get my distance from it. And I'm like, oh my god, I was having the most wonderful cliche growing yes. up experience oh, yeah. where I was like, I'm fairly sure I'm more cultured than anyone else here. Like mm-hmm. I will absolutely watch that obscure weird art house movie that oh, yeah. may or may not be good but i'll feel like i got it yeah when no one else did oh i got it oh no everybody got, and got everybody it. else got it everybody else got it <laughs> <laughs> everybody else and at the end none of us got it nobody well, we actually all said really got, we got it, it. <laughs> nobody got it uh i went to this oh my god i went to visit i just flashed to this I don't know if I've ever said talked about this like in a way that would be on record before, but I went to visit a friend of mine who was at UC Berkeley when I was still in high school, and he was like, "Let's go to this art house movie theater in Berkeley." Which what could be more of a of cliche? Course. And we went, and it was this crazy Asian movie. I'm sorry, I can't remember if it was Chinese or Japanese, but it it, it involved someone getting taking a horse's penis and it they cut off the horse's penis much like the pig's head that turned into a bowling ball okay. and put it onto a human man oh wow like that was sort of the focus so the guy was like the, i have a horse penis now. yeah like that was the and was it like a tragic story of like it's i thought this was going to be great but it's actually <laughs> this you, how you learn your lesson yeah it represents communism yeah uh, i think it was seems a like it represents comedy. capitalism yeah um i think it was, <laughs> it was a fair i think it was a comedy but i definitely was i do feel like i was shocked like i was yeah. i thought i had I thought that I would have been cooler and and seasoned enough that I wouldn't feel super weird and embarrassed being yeah. in that art house theater. Or you just like, but I oh. I felt like oh my oh my like <laughs> myself like oh no, and I did. I've only I can only remember bringing this up to one other person at some point in the last few years, and they fucking knew about that movie. They were like, oh yeah, that's blah blah blah, and I was like, oh Dude, my I don't my know. my, I don't know about that movie. <laughs> you do not need to know about that movie. I look forward to my listeners cranking out the old Google. So and it was not good. Out what that was it is. good? Was it funny? I don't remember. I don't remember. I was so oh, shocked. Man. I couldn't even process it. I th- at one point I think a woman is doing calligraphy, but she has the paintbrush in her Susie. Okay. If you know what I mean? And it's like painting with so her Susie. Jesus, what kind of movie I is this? know. <laughs> I'll look it up after we finish this. I'm telling you, it was... I mean, it's not one of those things where like I describe it and you would go, oh, that's weird. I wonder why you're weird about that. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you're like, how? What? Are you sure this wasn't a dream? Did you dream this? How much pot did you smoke when you were in Berkeley? Oh, my it's goodness. It's a real thing. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun.
Hi, I'm the JV Club Podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal. Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. I'm going to go ahead and start this mash game. I want to start oh, yes. with the category of, um, and I really hope your answer isn't a uh, horse penis movie, three movies that it would be fun to be able to jump into. You're not um, uh, a character reenacting the movie. It's just a world that's been built that would be fun to like escape into. Ooh, three. Okay. Three movies that I'd like to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Knowing you can pop back out. It's like you can dip into it. Maybe it's too intense to want all the Fifth time, element. Great. Um, movies that I'd like to just pop right in. <laughs> um, oh, boy, man. I'm trying to think. I don't want them all to be sci-fi, but that's what I'm kind of into and I think about it but yeah so total recall great uh the original oh yes I haven't um, seen the remake did you see it yeah I saw it not worth seeing no it's not mm, already and then uh let me see if I can get something that's not science fiction <laughs> listen this is your mash so no, I know you, I know you, but you, I want to give myself yeah. some diversity mm-hmm. you know because it's going to be it's my mash <laughs> uh, oh, Mary Poppins! Great, that's a that's extra good because it's like wishing for more wishes, and that they can jump into other things yes. within the movie. So you got a lot of. That being said, boy, the idea of being able to laugh your way into like floating in midair was oh, a yeah. bit of an obsession for me. I was like, I think that might be real. Oh yeah, gotta as as get laughing, into it. You keep on flying. Yeah. And then when you combine that with the fizzy lifting drink from Willy Willy Wonka. Wonka. Oh, boy. Oh, so much floating. Yeah. Those are are fun dreams. I like the dreams where I'm sort of bounding rather than like actually flying really high. I love that. I like the the sort of like low. Yeah. Low gravity. Low gravity. Yeah. I really had to think about what low versus high gravity would provide. Okay. Next uh, category is three uh, comedians, comedic actors, anything like that from any period in time that it would be amazing to sort of collaborate on something with. Uh, I guess um, Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Right. And Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. 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 When did you start writing in in on shows and stuff? On television. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I moved out here, so 2005, I started writing on Mad TV. That that's a great. I mean, that's again when I think about what you were into and the and how dedicated you were to it. That's the story that you want to hear. Like somebody who's like, yeah, I fucking meant it. Yeah, and I love comedy, <laughs> I and I came out, and I got a job, and I was writing, and I was writing comedy rather than you, somebody who's like, I, to do. <laughs> I was, I was, I was a lawyer, and then I just got the bug, and then I stopped being a lawyer, and then I had my own show. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? Well, yeah, yeah, How yeah. Did that? The OA lady. Yeah. 
She's like an investment uh, banker. Exactly. Uh, okay. Next category is uh, three musicians, groups, anything like that, that um, at the snap of your fingers, they sort of, uh, they sort of are performing for you. Uh, okay. Well, these guys are all going to be around the same, but that's all right. I'll go uh, Tribe Called Quest. Great. Uh, Beastie Boys, De La Soul. Great. Love it. Okay. Three uh, foods that in this reality are either, you know, high in calories or sort of ecologically you feel bad about it or they, you, you know, you have an allergy to it um, or even something that's like just rare and hard to get your hands on. It, this In this MASH world, you're going to be able to have it in perpetuity however much you want with zero <laughs> negative ramifications. Is there going to be a dessert ask or is this cover the desserts as well? No, I'm going to do, we'll do savory and sweet in two separate categories. Okay, great. So then uh, fried chicken. Great. Uh, pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess uh, uh, fresh ba- baked bread. <laughs> bread. <laughs> Listen, you're preaching to the choir. Oh, God. Okay, great. And then how about the sweets? Okay, so sweets, it's going to be um, uh, peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah. Um, chocolate cake. Great. And chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great, 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 and great. That, I like the simple the simplicity of a good chocolate ice cream mm-hmm. I can get behind. Uh, okay, next category. This is a mash game. This is always a component of a mash game. Three people that in this alternate universe you have uh, some romantic times with. It can be a character from something. It can be an actor, anybody from any era, any age, like young. Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess I'll try to I'll try to dig from like my crushes when I was like in high school. Great. To uh, help, so that would be Alyssa Milano. Great, <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, and then, let's see. I guess I'll go to like a fictional character. Oh, yeah, this would also be a question. I suppose I'll do that. Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is and that a character? No, that's just her in it. Just Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and Halle Berry. Yeah, God, Jennifer Connelly. I had some confusing feelings about Jennifer. Um, I used to help. She used to come into the video store that I worked at. Really? Yeah. Oh, those eyes. She came into the video store that I worked for, uh, and and she was always really nice. And obviously, I was like super happy to be, you know, to be helping her, you know, find movies and stuff. And then I watched Requiem for a Dream, and she like came in again, like shortly after watching, was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "Hey." It's like, so I watched your movie, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, oh, did you like it? No. <laughs> that can't have surprised her. I've never met a single person who quote unquote liked that movie. That's upsetting. Uh, boy. Um, this is exciting. I, I heartily approve of all of these choices. Uh, three places in the world that you would like to have a vacation home, whether you've been there or not, doesn't matter. Uh, and getting there is sort of no, no issue. Okay. Amsterdam. Uh, Belize and Maui. Great, great, great. 
Um, final category. I always put a lot of pressure on myself. Final category, three skills that you wake up with tomorrow that uh, you've sort of downloaded Matrix style. Suddenly you're amazing at them without Ooh, any practice. Ooh, construction. Great. Um, uh, oh, I guess, I don't know what it would be, but like uh, to know how to make money off the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> First, you got to know what that's called. Uh, yeah, I know. But like investment, 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 banking. banking. Okay. Investment banking. Invest- and I'll just put investments. <laughs> I say as someone who also is not a person who is savvy in that way at all. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to do this quick squiggle. It's kind of annoying to explain. Uh, I don't okay. want to annoy you. So, but just within a few seconds, just tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this. Uh, I'm going to do this, what can only be called rudimentary calculations. I'm going to come back with your 100% guaranteed fictional MASH future. All right. I can't wait. Great. Thank you for that enthusiasm. All right. Oh, boy, man. I've never said that like that before. I've never said it like a cheesy radio DJ. Yeah. I hope I never will again. Do Uh, you ride that life cycle? I do. Yeah? I do. I got it uh, when I got back from one of the hottest summers of shooting in Georgia I had ever experienced. Okay. And also in Atlanta, you know, on a hot summer day, the air quality index, like the air index. It gets bad. The, you, there's like announcements. Yeah. Like, please do not breathe when you go outside. <laughs> please, yeah. for the love of God. And I love cycling. And so um, I just started using like the, an indoor gym okay. uh, spin bike. And now you love it. Now I love it. Well, I I would say I still prefer to cycle outside, but yeah. if it's but just you like, like the a, life cycle as opposed to the Peloton, I'm not a person who has any interest in like being in a class while oh, okay. in my home. Okay. I would rather just like be listening to something or, you know, sort of choose my own music or okay. watch TV or whatever. Um, I've done a lot of spin classes in my day. Uh, I feel like I've learned enough that that stuff is sort of ingrained. So I feel like I still, I'm, I'm bringing all that to the table myself. Got it. Peloton. Uh, okay. You ready for this? <laughs> mm-hmm. This is good. I'm very pleased with this. First of all, I want to congratulate you. <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh for your, because mansion, apartment, shack and house again is mash. So that's okay. a built in, uh, the fact that you have an apartment in Maui just made me laugh really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It may or may not be right on the beach. I don't know. Listen, right. uh, that's valuable property. Okay. So you got a beautiful apartment in Maui. Um, where you can have unlimited amounts of fried chicken and peanut butter cups. Oh, dude, this is the best. Which, by the way, I would fully eat at the same time. <laughs> fried chicken and peanut butter cups. This yeah, those great. are both going in my mouth I simultaneously. I have I no problem it. with it. Uh, you can... Uh, also, listen, you may have built the whole building because you were amazing at construction. All building, right, right, cool. So build yourself. You can build yourself a boat. Yeah. Um, you uh, have also had a, an amazing uh, career collaboration with Mr. Eddie Murphy. Wow, So you can cross that off your list. That's going to be very cool. I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, do you need a break from all this? You maybe just want like some relaxing uh, uh, time yeah. elsewhere, like in the non-relaxing movie Total Recall? <laughs> <laughs> but in the reality, you can, where I can make uh, memories of anything I want. That's right. Oh, that 
That's right. Oh. God, you really got me on the <laughs> thing within a thing within a thing. Um, I have to assume you're going to be hanging out with Quato. Yes, I'm possible. part of the resistance. Um, he reminds me a lot of Bud Court, the actor. Um, oh, which Nobody wants to but I mean, remind like, somebody listen, of Listen, the next Quato. time you go back and revisit it, I okay. bet you're going to be like, especially his voice, you're like, is that Harold from Harold and Maude oh, coming no. out of that body? <laughs> Quato. Uh, okay. And and I think that just leaves us with um, the fantastic friendship you have with the members of A Tribe Called Quest to the point oh, where like, cool. they're just like jamming Very with you, cool. hanging out whenever you want. And uh, on your arm is uh, none other than the uh, very, very beautiful and very kind uh, Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, this is the best. Uh, I She is, in my experience, a nice lady. Um, my limited, limited experience. I mean, I'm having a wonderful time. Right? Life is good. This is why we finish with a mash game, because it, it gives you a boost. It gets you back on your way. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. That leaves us with one final piece, which will take us right on out to the end, uh, okay. which is to revisit the Don Henley song, Boys of Summer. Oh, that's right. Um, <clears throat> I have to sing it. I mean, whatever that means to you. I can't tell you a love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. New York Minute. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.